0: what's up everybody welcome back to baseball connection so the results of the red Sox investigation have come out the whole science stealing uh incident that was reported a few months back by ken rosenthal and evan drellich and this is a lot less of an incident than what we saw with the houston astros long story short well i'll go into the details but long story short um No, the Red Sox are going to lose their second round pick of 2020. Their replay guy, JT Watkins, has been suspended without pay for the 2020 season. And he's also prohibited from holding his previous role for the 2021 season. Alex Cora has been banned through the 2020 postseason. However, it was only for his role in the Astros 2017 sign-sealing scandal. The punishment for Alex Cora has absolutely nothing to do with the Red Sox investigation. It's just that When the Astros report was published, the commissioner specifically said that they would hold, you know, they would hold on and wait to discipline Alex Cora until the end of the Red Sox investigation. Well, now that the Red Sox investigation is over, they find no wrongdoing for Alex Cora and they are suspending him for the 2020 season strictly for what he did in Houston. So, I mean... If you're hearing those penalties, it pales in comparison to what happened in Houston, and that's because this this infraction was a lot lesser in scope. So what happened? What happened in Boston, basically? Essentially, what happened was that the commissioner's office found that JT Watkins, who was the Red Sox video replay system operator, on at least some occasions during the 2018 regular season, used in-game feeds in the replay room. And he used them to revise his sign sequence that he had provided to the players before the game. So basically what happened what happened, or what happens is that, according to MLB rules, you' are allowed to use game footage either before the game or after the game to try to decode signs, but you can't use it during the game. So this guy, JC. Watkins, he had a job of studying the video before the game, coming up with a sign sequence, and then he would, tell the players before the game, hey, this is what the sequence has been in the past. They might use this tonight. Keep an eye out for it. So what happened was the investigation found that on at least some occasions, Watkins would have his normal you know, pregame sequence that he would legally deliver to the players, but then he would use in-game footage to change the sequence or update it or revise it. And then when he would be talking to players during the game, players would realize that some of the information they were getting from JT J. Watkins was slightly different than what he gave them before the game. So that would mean that the only way he could update them would be that he would revise, you know, he would be using in-game footage. Now that, that's basically what happened. Like the only way he could have known something was different was that if, if he was changing something during the game. I mean, I read the report. Um, they did say that they, they weren't definitively sure like there was like players who were interviewed for this weren't definitively sure that Watkins uh did use the in-game footage but they did see him scribbling down notes and circling things you know during the games which made it seem like he was definitely updating his you know his, his sign sequence or whatever and also another thing is like unlike the Astros 2017 scandal with the banging of trash cans this wasn't done in real time so Astros were were relaying signs to the batter in real time as the pitcher was on the mound, whatever. But because of, you know, this kind of telephone nature of J.T. Watkins' conduct, it was far more limited in scope. I mean, the information was only relevant when the Red Sox had a runner on second base. And across MLB in 2018, that was 19.7% of plate appearances. And then he communicated them in a manner that indicates that He decoded them from an in-game feed and only a small percentage of those occurrences. So essentially, you could only do it if someone was able to successfully get the sign from Watkins, relay it to the runner on second base through a sign, and then the runner on second base relaying it to the batter in a way that the batter would be able to pick up. It's like this long game of telephone. In my opinion, I I don't really know how effective this is it would almost be more of a distraction than anything i don't really know if it's worth the trouble because if you're only using it when it runs on second base and it has to go from video room to dugout dugout to second base second base to the batter i mean it's like you know how many layers of you know how many layers are we are we using here it's it's crazy like in order for something like this to be extremely effective you want a more direct path from you know Signed to batter, in my opinion, which is exactly what the Astros did with the banging on trash cans. But the commissioner found that the Red Sox front office actually consistently communicated MLB sign stealing rules to players and non-player staff, and they actually made commendable efforts towards instilling a culture of compliance in the organization. So they they found that the then manager Alex Cora, you know, the coaching staff, the front office, and most of the players in 2018. Did not know that J.T. Watkins was, you know, definitively using some kind of in-game video. Most people were, you know, very, you know, um, you know, they're very clear in the front office that you should not steal video or video footage from. Use video footage during games to steal signs. That was a mouthful. I'm sorry. So that is pretty much the long and short of this story. There isn't. I wish. I mean, there isn't much more. To it, it's just that they're putting all the blame on this video guy, which which is kind of uh, I don't know. I'd have to I I have I'm just taking this for face value. I literally just read the report myself. Um, they they put pretty much all the blame on this guy, and the reason why the Red Sox are losing their second round pick this year is because the commissioner said he has to find a way to discipline the Red Sox because they benefited from J T. Watkins' behavior, and losing a second round pick in 2020 for the Red Sox is actually going to be pretty huge because the draft could be as short as five rounds this year. So, I mean, that's going to dock them with $1.4 million of their bonus pool. If it's a five-round draft, that would be a $6.5 million pool, which they would have had. So that would make them lose 21.6% of their 2020 draft budget. I mean, if it's a 10-round draft, then they lose 18.8% of their 2020 draft budget. So around 20%. Losing 20% of your draft capital in one year is not great, but that's where the punishment stands for the Red Sox. So, I mean, some people say it's a slap on the wrist, Um, but I mean, all all we can go off of is this report, which... Honestly, it seems pretty thorough. I mean, they they said they interviewed like 34 uh, current and former players, I believe, like 30 something current and former players. They interviewed a lot of people and they they reviewed over tens of thousands of emails, text messages and things like that. So this is this is what we have. So that's the result of the Red Sox investigation they will be getting. Relative slap on the wrist because it was found that they didn't really do much and they're putting the, the league is putting all the blame on JT Watkins who will be suspended for the entirety of the 2020 season and he won't be allowed to be a video guy in 2021. It is actually technically possible for the Red Sox to bring back Alex Cora in 2021 because he's only suspended through the end of this year and postseason. So we'll see what happens with that. But that's going to do it for today. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who would be interested, and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.